0: As indicated by The Economist magazine, for much of the past decade, the pace of innovation has underwhelmed many people, especially those dismal economists. Productivity growth in much of the world has been lackluster and the most popular new inventions like smartphones and social media have rendered life more annoying than pleasant for many of us. There have been some promising technologies introduced to the marketplace, of course, including electric vehicles and the promise of self-driving cars. But the self-driving car movement has stalled and many people continue to purchase gasoline-powered vehicles because electric vehicles often have highly limited ranges between charges. But lately, a new dawn of technological optimism appears to be breaking. The pace at which COVID-19 vaccines have been invented has been simply astonishing. The rapid adoption of digital technologies during the pandemic, including those that support remote work, are raising hopes of a new era of progress. Optimists are giddily predicting another roaring 20s, a decade filled with progress, ushering forth more convenience, alternative energy, more therapies, rising standards of living, and more leisure time. One can only hope. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. 2020 will be remembered as a dreadful year for many industries. Airlines, cruise ships, movie theaters, sporting venues, commercial real estate, theme parks, restaurants, department stores, and other sellers of apparel all suffered massive economic setbacks last year. But there were a number of major economic segments that were catalyzed by the pandemic that began its assault on commerce last year. Among them was housing. According to recently released data from the National Association of Realtors, U.S. home sales rose to their highest level in 14 years in 2020, propelled by ultra-low interest rates and shifts in behavior in induced by the need to social distance and spend more time at home. Sales in December of 2020 were up 22% from the same month one year earlier. As indicated by writer Nicole Friedman, many economists expect demand for homes to remain strong in 2021. That will help spur more home construction as well as sales of furniture and other household goods. At the same time, there continues to be a shortage of homes available for sale. There were only a bit more than one million homes available. Available for sale at the end of last year nationally or about 23% fewer than were available in December of 2019. Accordingly, there will continue to be upward pressure on prices. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. President Biden will commemorate two weeks in office today. As expected, it has been a busy period. One of the first things he did as president was to revoke a permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, this appears to spell the end of a saga that has spanned more than 12 years over a pipeline intended to transport Canadian crude oil to America. In actuality, Keystone XL is an expansion of an existing pipeline. Energy companies originally conceived the expansion when oil prices were at historic highs just before the 2008 global financial crisis and prior to the American shale oil boom accompanied by the spread of fracking. Shortly after proposing the pipeline expansion, Trans Corporation and other project supporters ran into opposition from environmental groups citing the threat of spills. Environmentalists also sought to reduce the amount of oil extracted from Canada's oil sands, widely viewed as among the the most greenhouse gas-intensive energy sources in the world. Ranchers, farmers, and Native American groups living and operating along the proposed route also oppose the pipeline since it would have traversed ecologically sensitive areas and aquifers important as sources of drinking water and irrigation. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Ban Basu. Many people talk about the Chinese economy. There is much to discuss. China's economy is the second largest in the world and could pass the U.S. economy in terms of size within the next decade. The Chinese economy was also one of the few in the world to expand economically last year. But simply talking about the Chinese economy misses an abundance of nuance. At a minimum, China is home to two economies, and while one of them is booming, the other is not. As indicated by The Economist magazine, China's southern provinces are outperforming their northern counterparts along nearly every economic dimension. Figures released last month indicate that China's economy expanded 2.3% last year, but the north did not share fully in that growth. Northern China is home to the nation's largest coal mines and oil reserves and has been negatively impacted by declines in commodity prices since roughly 2013. It also boasts large industrial firms, including construction firms, but China has been in the process of shifting from construction field growth towards consumption and services in recent years. To add insult to injury, the north has also been disrupted more frequently by sporadic COVID-19 outbreaks, where harsher weather renders virus more transmissible. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Many of us care deeply about the environment. Not coincidentally, many of us advocate for renewable sources of energy as substitutes for fossil fuels. But as indicated by The Economist magazine, the best of intentions occasionally produce some rather negative outcomes. In late 2019, loggers began arriving in the Ecuadorian Amazon. They were looking for balsa, a rapidly growing species of tree with a wood that is used in wind power turbine blades. At the time, there was a global shortage. Cutting down balsa trees could produce pay of around $150 a day, a fortune in a region where most people lack employment. At first, Villagers grabbed chainsaws, axes, and machetes to cut down the balsa trees. Soon, the harvest became a free-for-all. Some loggers obtained permits, some did not. Many took away truckloads of wood without paying workers. According to The Economist, the influx of cash and liquor produced family violence. The origins of this environmental and social crisis were far away. Global wind power capacity has been increasing at 9% a year, Over the past decade, last year, new installed capacity surged by 24%, with wind farms in China and the U.S. making up 60% of that demand. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.